Hi, welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about how you should be in conversation with your genre that you're writing and how you are not above your genre. (laughs) And I think basically what this means is uh, there are people out there who make fun of other people writing in their genre uh, or like shitting on the genre in general, which that's very confusing. (laughs) That's the one that gets me the most is when people are like, well, all other sci-fi does this, but I don't do that. And I'm like, then you're probably not reading enough sci-fi if you think all of it does the same thing and no one has ever done this thing that you've done ever in the history of ever before. Or... Or you can be like I was, uh, where like, okay, so I had this like, oh my god, I had the hugest beef against fantasy books for the longest time. Like, I was like, I fucking hate dragons, I fucking hate magic, I fucking hate this, I fucking hate that. (laughs) But yeah, I was writing a book that had magic in it, and but I was like, no, but it's different because it, it takes place on Earth and yada yada this and yada yada that, because I was like, really young and stupid uh like fucking fucking stupid it's funny because it didn't kick me in the ass until i wrote my book for the first time and then i had someone look at it and they were like this is not good and i was like what do you mean it's not- <laughs> what do you mean it's not good like and they're like you just need to do your research and so i hit this part of my life where I started having to read inside of my genre because like I didn't know how to write a magic system and I didn't really know like one of the things that I really sucked at was mixing real research with Mm. fantasy with a fantasy world. And so I was just making shit up and pulling shit out of my ass and I thought (laughs) I was hot shit. And I was like, I don't read fantasy. No, I write fantasy, but I don't read it. And I gotta say, uh, that that really kicked me in the ass when it came time to finally show somebody my book. And like the people who liked fantasy were into it, and I was I was getting more people who liked normal fiction into it, and like, but they didn't like the fantasy aspects because they weren't fantasy readers. So it was like a whole thing. <laughs> and like, boy, did I learn a lot about my genre after self hating it for a really long time. <laughs> Yeah, and I see it a lot in, especially in romance. You see people who want to write romance, but they don't want to be romance. (laughs) Oh, no. So it's like, I don't want to be one of those, like, terrible, trashy books. I'm going to write good romance. And then you get, especially you get the ones that are like, I'm going to write a romance that doesn't have a happily ever after. And that's going to be like a groundbreaking edgy romance novel and the romance readers are like then it's not a romance novel like that's that's literally one of the tenets of the job in order to be a romance novel it has to have a happily ever after to be a capital r romance like then it is a dramatic fiction novel that's fine you can write a dramatic there are great dramatic fiction novels but that doesn't make it a romance novel right and, you know, I see a lot of this, especially, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned the romance genre because 
I see a lot of people being like, well, I don't want to be one of those romance writers who like turns out a book like twice a year or this and this and that. And because they're like rushing it and that's not what I want to do. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, everybody who's successful in your genre is writing one or two books a year because (laughs) that's like how many readers you have. Like you have to you have to be in it because there are tons of people writing yummy, yummy romances that can churn out books really fast. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to sacrifice the sexy writing skills, as it were. Like, I'm going to, you know, the the fancy descriptions, the fancy fucking everything and just <laughs> churn out a book. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, why? Why do people hate on people who churn out <laughs> books fast? I don't fucking understand it. Well, and a lot of those people probably a little bit of jealousy projection (laughs) i mean i'll admit i'm a little i'm a little jealous of the fact i mean i'm in awe of the fact but i mean a lot of the people who do turn out two books a year uh do it because they've they've got a process they've got a process they've got a system they know exactly how they write they know exactly how they revise they know how long it takes uh especially in like romance you're dealing with pretty strict word counts and plot beats so you've kind of you're kind of starting with a general structure and so especially in some of these genres, people who have written the genre for a very long time know what they're doing, can turn out these books really fast, especially ones that are successful enough that writing is their full-time job. And hello, it's not all their fault. Uh, the publisher demands deadlines from these types of writers and fantasy writers, too, that that mm-hmm. they have to fill like in a very short amount of time. Um, like I, I know people with, uh, you know, romance book mm-hmm. contracts that are constantly under a huge deadline issue and they have to do it because like, otherwise they get buried underneath all the other romance writers that are writing faster. So like hating on them is not, <laughs> not great because it's not their fault they're just they're just in the rat race as much as you are and here's the thing about if you're going to be if you're going to be a horrible heartless human being and be completely mercenary about it you still should be like in conversation with your genre and other authors in your genre because a it's going to make your books better but b these are the people that you're going to network with that are going to boost your books you should be boosting their books they're you know you should like what you're writing yeah And there are other people who also like what you're writing and you should be in conversation with them and like supporting them instead of like pushing them down and thinking you're better than everybody else in your genre. (laughs) Yeah, like study what they're doing because otherwise you're (laughs) probably going to like dumbass in the querying trenches because you either won't know what like genre you're even writing in or no one's gonna click because people who read a certain genre Mm -hmm. love that genre so if you are self-hating then there's definitely a few pieces uh Mm -hmm. that aren't gonna fit together for you very easily it comes across like you can tell when someone's like oh you you think you're better than this don't you (laughs) it comes across as as a reader reading someone who's written this type of book that they think I'm stupid and need to be educated. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to show you what real insert genre here is should should be like. And I'm like, you do realize I read another book like this like a month ago. <laughs> You're almost never the first person to do 
I mean, you might have like one interest, like an interesting concept or an interesting premise, or you will definitely have your unique voice. There are, there's a confluence of things that make the book uniquely you. I'm not going to say like you're completely unoriginal, but to pretend that like everything you're doing is entirely undone before. Oh, yes. You're the product of everything you have absorbed. <laughs> one of my favorite things about this problem is when the person gets to the querying stage and they have to write the query and come up with the book comparables oh. <laughs> and they have no idea what to do because they haven't read in their genre because it sucks and they're very unique and nothing is comparable to my books so. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then they end up with, like, no comparables. I'm just losing <laughs> it to this voice you were doing. <laughs> but it's true. That's part of the reason. That's, I mean, I think that's kind of sneakily one of the small, like, the reason you have the comparable titles is to so the agent can go, okay, this is where I would sell your book and this is how it would work. But I think there's a little bit in there that's like, we want you to know that you kind, that you're familiar with your genre. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, because l let me tell you what, like, <laughs> it becomes painfully on like a painfully obvious very quickly when you reach that stage of your book and you're you're writing that query and you're like, oh my god, I need to compare this to books I hate, but I've never read any of them. <laughs> and then you start to read and then you realize that you did a lot wrong with your book and then you have to rewrite it and it's just, you know, it's just like cut out the the um pain and just do yourself a favor and just love the genre you're in mm -hmm. and like i you know it took me a minute to be like okay fine i really like dragons and i guess magic <laughs> systems are cool i was just being a suck-up prick <laughs> so <laughs> but we all go through that stage we do. right we all you know? go through that phase. I, think they, I, think, I feel like there was a time when you, you when you were hate like you were worried that you were going to become like a romance author and you mm -hmm. were like terrified of it. And we're like, but Avery, you love writing romance. <laughs> like, why are you? I did. I Well, and to be fair, this was also before I realized that fantasy romance is actually a pretty big genre. Right. I'm like, oh, I can do both. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. I'm speaking from experience. What? <laughs> Well, I did. I did for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I went through the phase, especially in like high school when I was like edgy and dark and like fighting for your uniqueness. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was I was not like everybody else. You know, that kind of thing. I was going through that phase. And that was when I was just like, Ugh, these like sappy romance novels are so stupid. And like, I don't understand why anybody get these. These aren't realistic. They're just like fluffy bullshit. Now I'm like, I love the fluffy <laughs> bullshit. Give me all. Just inject the fluffy bullshit straight into my veins. I was just being kind of a pretentious dick, as you usually are when you're younger. Feeling immature feelings is the seed of growing into a bigger and better person. Yes. It's it's necessary. I'm going through this right now with the tattoo community. Oh, no. I have a lot of tattoos. You can't hear that over the podcast, <laughs> but like I have a lot of tattoos, like a lot of them. And there's this thing right now where they put lotion on your body and you can't feel the tattoos when you're getting them. And I'm like, I hate people who get tattoos. <laughs> 
and don't want to feel them. That's bullshit, babies. Like, don't get a tattoo if you're not willing to feel it. And, you know, like, eventually I'm going to get to the point in my life where I want to get a tattoo in a spot that's going to hurt. And, you know, that's going to be me. I'm going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> so why waste all my energy making fun of it now? Because you know what? There might be a day. <laughs> there might come a time when... That's me. And you have to consider that when you're making fun of people. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, these are the people you want to be one of. <laughs> so, you know, don't be a dick. Exactly. <laughs> like, just don't be a dick and understand that you, you are a part of this. And here's the deal. Like, if you're like, my book is better than, you know, all these other whatever genre you're writing. Uh, we've, you know, we've talked about romance. So let's say you're talking about mystery novels. Let's say you've read a couple cozy mysteries and you want to write like a dark, edgy mystery. And you're like, I'm the only one who's ever written a dark, edgy mystery. Fuck those other like cozy mysteries. I'm like, <laughs> the, find your dark mystery people. Like, like every subgenre exists. There is a niche for it. And just because you didn't like one specific part of your genre, there's probably you're writing the part you like for a reason. And other people are going to like that. So find those people. Because they are actually your genre. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, briefly, you mentioned the sci-fi community mm -hmm. earlier and people who, like, like don't like sci-fi but want to write sci-fi. Sci-fi, as I've discovered from meeting lots of nerds, <laughs> I say nerds in a, a loving manner, is one of those genres that, like, they love. So, like, mm -hmm. if you're going to write a book in space... Even if it's not a space opera, don't pick on space operas because you should be learning from them because, dude, the people who are into that are into that. Mm -hmm. And if, if you try to draw too far outside the lines, you will get you will get rejected so hard. Like, I've seen it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. L love what you do. And if you do love it, then find the place for the things that you love. I think that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm not <laughs> saying to, like, definitely, like, be everybody else in the genre. Like, don't you don't have to, like, you know, like, try to, you know, fit in too much. Just, you know, don't worry about mm -hmm. it. Don't worry about it. And don't spend mm -hmm. energy hating it. Because mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. I think it comes down to respect. Yeah. Like you don't have to like all other aspects of your genre, but you should respect that they are doing what they do well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that they 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 have their place even if they're in like a different subgenre and you have your place. If you're writing extremely literary fantasy and you look at somebody who's writing fantasy romance, acknowledge that they are doing what they do very well. It's just not the same thing that you are doing. <laughs> Exactly. And remember that in the end, we're all writing books and we all know how much it sucks. So, so why the fuck? Why the fuck should you waste your time like being mad at other writers or any other book that's written? Because like, even if the book is in your eyes or in most of the world's eyes, absolute fucking fiery ass garbage. Like they still had to sit down and write that shit. And you and I both know how hard that is <laughs> so just like leave it alone like oh man when people pick on fucking like 50 shades of gray i'm like shut up <laughs> like, i don't want to hear it like, she did she wrote the damn book 
It's like you don't have to like the book personally, but yeah, like the piling on bandwagon. I'm just like, I'm tired, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm super tired. Yeah. Super tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think that pretty much wraps up what I have yeah. to say. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. No, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> we had a nice little vent session. Yeah, just remember that my last comment about Fifty Shades Grey. Just, just remember it. It's a book, and I don't necessarily support like you know rape or anything like that. I don't do that, but I just want people to stop piling on a bandwagon and like picking on people for being successful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that other part is a whole other conversation. Just yeah, it's an example. Oh my god critiquing a book by saying hey i feel like this representation is negative representation or something that's different than just being like that book is shitty that person should never have written that book blah blah right. it's bad <laughs> there's a difference between like valid media criticism and people just being haters for the sake of being haters and you you can do one without the other <laughs> yeah and that's all i have to say about that <laughs> me too <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.